The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Andre Johnson. He is the co-founder of Business Credit Approved which helps businesses line up credit and finance their operations. Welcome to the show, Andre. Thank you for having me. Let's just start with a little bit of your background and uh, your education. How did you get into the situation where you're able to help businesses uh, line up business credit? Well, Jordan, I started off as a real estate investor as my foray into uh, being an entrepreneur and a business owner. And you know, as a real estate investor, you're always seeking funding and capital to do real estate deals. And, you know, when I started out as an investor in 2000, I did have the good fortune of having a good nine to five. And, and so when I started out, I did have that income to help with, you know, buying, fixing and flipping properties. But like my partner in the business, uh, business credit approved, Jeremy Zygmunt, uh, we both as real estate investors starting out, you know, came to a point where you run out of your own money. And I don't care who, who you are, Jordan, uh, whether you are Donald Trump or, or someone that has uh, very, very deep pockets, eventually your funding, self-funding, runs out, whether it's your own uh, money in your bank or friends, family, and associates, your, your close inner circle, you run out of capital. And so ultimately you're forced to try to raise money or look at alternate sources like business lines of credit and business credit cards. And uh, for Jeremy and I both, uh, we turn to business credit lines to actually – help us to grow our real estate businesses. And fortunate for us, uh, Jeremy in particular, spearheading the, the effort of building out the process, he was able to build that process uh, so it's one that can be reproduced. And now we help other small business owners and real estate investors to do, to do the same for themselves. So you do it in not just real estate, but all kinds of other businesses. Are there some businesses that are easier to get credit for than others? Well, it, it doesn't really matter what the niche uh, industry the business owner is working in because with our process and, and what we coach and train uh, small business owners to do is to follow you know, a set standardized process where whereby anyone can get business credit in the name of their business you know, even if they have bad personal credit and we work with them to make sure that their business is properly documented uh, that their business has a business credit file with the credit rating credit rating agencies like Dun & Bradstreet, and we make sure you know, that their business is in the appropriate uh, business uh, standard industry classification so that they can get approved for business credit. Let's kind of take a broader view of the whole business credit situation right now. Uh, we went through the credit crunch. My understanding is banks really cut back pretty sharply on the amount of credit they were providing. Now things are better, but are we back to the good old days of getting business credit, or is it still harder to get than, say, before the credit crunch? No, that's an interesting question. I get that asked all the time. And it's actually better now for people that we work with to help them to get uh, business credit. And I'll explain why. You know, back before the credit crunch, banks were giving out business credit line approvals to, to virtually any 
business owner, small, medium, or large business owner that will walk through a bank store to submit an application because, you know, it's really raining free money at that point in time. And hence, you know, why we, we had the colossal collapse of the financing industries because of all the risks, unnecessary risks that the banks were taking. But we know that banks, Jordan, are businesses, and they have to make money on margin. So they take in money in savings accounts and pay nothing out, you know, 0.5%. But they have to take that money and do something with it. And what do they have to do with it? They have to lend it to business owners in the form of business lines of credit, business credit cards, etc. So they have to lend the money. But now, after the credit crunch, the banks are just very, uh, very uh, selective with the profiles of business owners that they will approved for business lines of credit and business credit cards. So when clients, when we work with clients, we make sure that they have all the boxes checked of all the qualifications they need to actually get approved. So if you know what you're doing and you know the quote-unquote answers to the questions on the applications and you prepare yourself and your business appropriately, you can get approved for business credit even without a personal guarantee and without using your Social Security number. But you're saying it is harder now than before the crunch. It's the banks are more selective. So, you know, you say harder. You just have to follow. You can't blindly just apply to a bank for business credit. You have to follow a process of being prepared. So, you know, if you say harder, eh, it's not hard. You just have to know what you're doing. Uh, It's just like baking all the right recipe and it'll taste good. So you follow the necessary steps and you'll get approved. So not necessarily harder. It's just not free money out there is uh, the, the bottom line today. What are some of the big mistakes that people make in applying for business credit that gets them denied instead of approved? Well, some of the biggest mistakes are, um, you know, not having a professional business presence. Uh, for example, if if you are following what I'm saying and and you think it's like the good old days in 2000, early 2000s, and just walk into a bank without an application, uh, banks are not going to take those unnecessary risks. So they're going to look at, for example, a business owner that operates out of their garage or out of their home as more risky than a company that has a professional office, pre- office presence. Uh, so if someone is using their, their, their home as their office address, using their cell phone, for example, as their business line, uh, you know, an underwriter is going to look at that business as more risky than a business that would, for example, have an office space uh, with a virtual, at a virtual office location uh, or have an actual business line that is a real phone number uh, in a business um, 411 listing directory. So those are just two things right there on the surface where people, you know, if they're not in the know, Jordan, they're not going to get approved because these are going to be red flags that to the banks are going to raise the level of risk as they underwrite one business versus another. So those are some obvious things as far as having phones and offices. What are some other mistakes that people make thinking they're going to get approved and then they end up getting denied? Well, taking, taking it a step further, Again, back in you know, the early 2000s, uh, any small business uh, may have been able to get approved for you know, $10,000, $15,000 because, again, the money was so freely available. Uh, in, in today's market, you're going to need to have, uh, for example, you know, your business credit profile to be established in at least one of the business credit rating agencies. And you have three primary ones. You have uh, DNB done in Bradstreet who will allow you to work with them to build a DUNS file. And uh, Dun & Bradstreet has uh, their own business credit scoring system. Uh, they call it a Paydex score. It's, it's akin to uh, the FICO score on the personal side, 
the, the PayDeck score is a score that you try to build to a certain threshold so that creditors like banks like Bank of America, Citigroup, et cetera, will be willing to uh, approve you for business credit. And then likewise, you know, commercialized stores, retail accounts like uh, Home Depot, Lowe's, Sherman Williams, Office Depot will approve you for store or retail credit. So uh, you, need, you need to make sure that you build those business credit files to a sufficient uh, standing to where the creditors are willing to extend you credit. You have to prove that you are credit worthy, and that's the main difference uh, in today versus the early 2000s when money was freely available. So what are the other two places, in addition to Dun & Bradstreet, what are the other two places that do business credit? Uh, yes, you, Experian Business, Equifax Business, each one of those uh, business rating agencies has their own, um, their own rating system and their own uh, mechanism and models for rating the credit worthiness of a business. Uh, with, with our program and our system, we primarily coach and train our clients to go through the process of building a solid uh, DNB file first and then having the benefits of that DNB file then trickle down to uh, collateral benefits of reporting on Equifax and Experian business. So you don't have to approach Equifax and Experian directly? If you have a DNB report, it'll go to the, the other two? Well, what will happen, Jordan, is as you build those, those uh, trade references and, and payment experiences uh, to show that you're credit worthy, uh, you're going through a process of building a relationship with, with vendors that are willing to extend credit to a business that has no uh, payment or credit history. So let's say you know, your business has been in business for two years or for four years. You may not have demonstrated the ability to be extended credit, uh, whether it be a small order of $50 uh, order with a printer for business cards or whether it be a $1,000 uh, service agreement where that vendor would say, okay, I'll fulfill your service now and allow you to pay on a net 15-day or net 30-day basis. You know, until you have demonstrated that ability to do so, you know, vendors are taking a risk with you. So what we do is we help our clients to identify vendors that are willing to take that risk with that business owner to establish those first four to seven um, credit-based relationships where they have net 10, net 15, net 30 terms to act as 30 days, 30 days, net 30 days, or net 15 days, or net 10 days to actually pay uh, for the order that was placed. And once you've demonstrated that with four to seven vendors, for example, you know, at minimal amounts of $50 uh, on up, then you can build a Dun & Bradstreet file and uh, Experian Business and an Equifax file to show that you've been extended credit and that you've paid it back on time or as agreed. Describe a little bit exactly what services you offer and what uh, website should people uh, go to to find out more about what you offer. Well, essentially what we do with our clients is we have a coaching and training program. And that coaching and training program helps small business owners, real estate investors, and entrepreneurs of all types to get two hundred to $500,000 of business credit in three to six months. Uh, with that program, uh, there are some uh, done-for-you options uh, once someone signs up where we actually will do some of the work for them. But essentially, we start our clients out on a path that will help them to get uh, up to $30,000 in about 30 days, all unsecured, uh, all without using the personal credit profile or without a personal guarantee. That's the first level of uh, 
the approvals that they will seek. And then after they get that foundational level of business credit without a personal guarantee and without using their Social Security number, then we move them to uh, applying for cash credit, that is MasterCards, uh, Visas, American Express cards, with you know prominent banks like a Bank of America, uh, Citigroup, et cetera. And then once they get to that point in about three to six months, they typically will achieve somewhere around $200,000 of aggregate approvals of business credit lines and business credit cards. And so we work with our clients on a coaching and training basis. Uh, we have coaching calls that are customized to walk and guide our clients through the process. And we basically are there to hold their hand step by step uh, from day one up until the time they get all the approvals that they're seeking. And the website uh, is businesscreditapproved.com, is that correct? Mm-hmm. You got it. And the website is businesscreditapproved.com. Uh, someone can go there and they can register for a free report as well as uh, just an overview of our program and our process. And uh, there's you know, no strings attached. You know, We give them a nice educational background on business credit. So, again, I recommend you go there, businesscreditapproved.com, and just get an overview of how we help clients uh, just like you. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Andre Johnson of BusinessCreditApproved.com. We'll be back after this. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Are you and your family in debt? Today, over 40% of American households are spending more than they make. And that means our society is getting deeper and deeper in debt. Escape the Debt Trap with host and attorney Kenneth Neely is here to help you avoid the problems involved with debt, including rebuilding credit, filing bankruptcy, short-selling your home, resolving IRS tax problems, and much more. Escape the Debt Trap airs live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Andre Johnson. 
of Business Credit Approved. He helps people uh, line up credit for their businesses. Welcome back to the show, Andre. Glad to continue talking about business credit and how we can help small business owners around the country. Let's start with um, startups. Now, somebody maybe has got some experience in a particular field, but they don't have a business going. They haven't established a payment history. Uh, they might have personal lines of credit, but how can they establish business credit if they're just in startup mode? Okay. Well, and, and startup certainly encompasses um, a, a wide timeline. Um, you know, people will be in startup for you know two, three, up to five years. So let's just say in general, looking at startups in general, um, many startups, believe it or not, don't even have an entity formed. And that's the first step, is to make sure that you have an entity formed with the Secretary of State, make sure that your entity is documented um, in a manner of which, in which uh, banks and creditors will be willing to uh, lend you money. Let me go into some of those details. For example, uh, a bank's going to want to see, or creditors going to want to see on the Secretary of State, that you, know, you have stake in that company. Uh, so if some, some pitfalls uh, that people may fall in into doing this on their own, doing this meaning applying for business credit, is they may be 100% owner of their company, Jordan. They may, you know, be the uh, sole member of the LLC, but on the Secretary of State, it may list, you know, an, a, an accountant or an attorney that actually formed the company. And if that doesn't get communicated to Dun & Bradstreet what the, the nexus is between that particular organizer and yourself, that could just be something that goes into the, uh, the denied pile, for example, when the underwriter is looking at the file. So the first thing is, to make sure that your company is set up correctly, that uh, that you are documented correctly on the Secretary of State where your company was organized, and uh, to have that box checked appropriately. That's that's the first thing. And then beyond that, for startups, typically uh, startups again any anywhere from you know six up to five years uh, in business, to make sure that you have that uh, business presence uh, created, like we touched on in the first segment. Make sure that you have a place of business that is viewed as a low-risk place of business. Make sure that you're not using your home, for example, uh, as a place of business. Make sure that you have uh, either a brick-or-mortar office that's a virtual office, and make sure you have a phone number that's in the correct directories that can easily be searched. Because, Jordan, in today's time, underwriters have access to so many tools. Uh, it's almost like an automated underwriting like they do in real estate. You know, they can put your company name in, uh, your your name personally, and they can do searches that queries many things online. And if something comes back with a red flag, uh, then it immediately goes into the pile of you know uh, higher risk applicants. So again, having your company set up correctly, making sure you have a professional business presence, and uh, what I touched on in the first segment, making sure you start to build those credit references those credit payment references that are on a net terms basis as opposed to a cash basis. I didn't talk about the distinction in the first segment, but let me get into that a little bit more deeply. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, you, can have, you can have as a startup business, you can have a creditor say, I'm willing to do business with you, and you place an order, let's say order uh, some business cards or some stationery. If you don't have that order documented correctly, then it may be of little benefit to you as, as, a, as a part of building your business credit file. The same $100 purchase, Jordan, uh, could be reported as a cash payment or it could be reported as a net 30 payment. And there's a tremendous difference in value to uh, the, the net 30 payment when you are a creditor, uh, that being, let's say, Office Depot. 
that would be looking at that payment experience saying, okay, was this business really given the opportunity to receive these this stationery and this order, and then did they have the opportunity of 30 days to actually pay it? Did they demonstrate the the uh, credit worthiness to actually pay back that vendor in that 30-day period of time? If it's reported as a cash payment, meaning that I ordered $100 in stationery and paid you cash at the time you gave me the materials, then someone like Office Depot or Bank of America, they don't know that you've been extended credit, like a credit line as far as an account to actually uh, pay back a $100 order in a 30-day period of time. So part of the process with startups is making sure that you establish these four to seven up to ten accounts where you have the credit line extended to you of dollars, $100, $200, $1,000, and then you pay back that line or for that order in a on-time basis or paid earlier uh, than agreed. And so that's important to make sure that you circle, do circular feedback, not only get those lines extended, but to be mindful and conscientious enough to check your DMB file and to make sure that the reporting is accurate. Make sure that when you got that printer order, you got it for $100, you paid them in 15 days when it was a net 30, you check the report and make sure it actually posted on the DMB file as a positive uh, net 30 terms payment because these are the things that are going to help you to build a solid uh, DUNS file that will lead to you getting approved for business credit with retail vendors and with uh, cash uh, credit lines like, you know, uh, MasterCards, Visas, Amexes, et cetera. How important is it to have your own personal credit report in clean shape and have a good credit score and good payment history there when you're applying for business credit? Because they're often related, are, are they not? Well, that, you know, that's a misconception that, that many people have is, is that you have to have a good personal credit in order for you to get approved for business credit. And you know, I, I give presentations all the time. I actually was in Pittsburgh yesterday giving a presentation. I spent a considerable amount of time on this very subject because it's one of the things, Jordan, quite honestly, that prevents many business owners from ever getting the capital they need to grow their business or to start their business is because they're so af- afraid uh, to – to get the information, the knowledge that you do not have to have good personal credit to get approved for business credit. So what do I mean by um, not having to have good personal credit? So someone that has a recent bankruptcy can get approved for business credit. Someone that has a recent uh, foreclosure on their personal credit profile can get approved for business credit. Uh, So bankruptcies are okay. Foreclosures are okay. Uh, If you have a judgment on your personal credit profile, that's okay. If you have a bad credit score, you know, in the 600s or sub-600, 500, et cetera, that's okay. And some people that are business owners, you know, believe it or not, even in today's time, Jordan, some people just operate with the old-school mindset. If I can't pay cash for it, then I can't afford it, and I'm not buying it. So there are people out there still today in 2013 that have no credit score, no credit profile on their personal side, and that's even okay if you have no personal credit. So why why is it why would it be okay for you to have a bad personal credit profile as it pertains to business credit? And it's okay because when you apply for business credit, at least a portion of business credit that doesn't require a personal guarantee, you're not going to be giving the 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 bank or you're not going to be giving the retail vendor your social security number. So they're never going to actually do an inquiry on your Social Security number 
which means they're never going to be doing an inquiry on your personal credit profile. So for a good segment of business credit, which doesn't require a personal guarantee, they're going to be heavily relying, Jordan, on your business credit profile, which, you know, hence circles back to what we've been talking about in the first two segments, and that is making sure as a startup or a growth business that you have built a solid business credit profile that is solid enough where creditors are willing to look solely at your business credit profile as the means of underwriting whether they approve or deny you for business credit. So you're saying that they, uh, if they're not going by your Social Security number, what are they looking at on your personal credit side to evaluate you if you've never had business credit before? Right, and so, and so let me tie it together. If you've built a solid business credit file, and let's, let's stick with Dun & Bradstreet because Dun & Bradstreet really is viewed as one of the preeminent uh, business credit rating agencies. And with our program and process, we take everyone through building a solid DMB file as the core foundation of them being prepared to apply for business credit. So why do they not concern themselves, they being the creditors, concern themselves with your personal credit profile? Because they're really going to put the, the onus on that solidly built business credit profile as a determining factor, primary determining factor as to, as to whether they will lend uh, or I should say approve you for business credit or business credit lines. And so when you make these applications, they're, they're in uh, the application is the ability for you to put the business's EIN number or employer identification number. And that number is going to be linked to your business, which is going to be also linked to your DUNS report, your DUNS file. And so with these applications that do not require a personal guarantee, the creditor is going to be taking a hard look at your DUNS file, your DUNS report, which is going to show them many different things. One, it's going to show them the Paydex score, which is going to be uh, DMB's, again, it's going to be analogous to the FICO score on the personal side, but it's going to be DMB's numeric measure, numeric scoring model to tell a creditor whether you're credit worthy. With, with Dun & Bradstreet, every client that we work with, we strive to achieve, achieve the magic Paydex number of a score of 80. An 80 Paydex score will tell creditors that you are currently and in the past have been paying your bills on time, that your business has been paying its bills on time. And that's what the creditors, potential creditors, want to see. They want to see that you've been extended at least four or more. We try to have our clients establish you know, four to ten payment experiences. Again, not cash payment experiences, but ones where you've been extended uh, a, a line, an opportunity to receive an order, services rendered, and then have you know, up to 30 days, a net 30 payment experience where you pay that back uh, on or before the 30th day, and that becomes a critical determining factor for a creditor to make a decision on whether they will extend a line of five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. They want to see that you've demonstrated the ability to pay these smaller amounts, and as you grow the lines, the smaller amounts become from a hundred to five hundred to a thousand to five thousand, and that's when you can go out and, and apply and get. Ten, fifteen, twenty-five thousand dollar approvals from Bank of America, Citibank, and all the major uh, banks and regional banks. What if the creditor does not report your payment history uh, to the uh, credit agencies like it does in Bradstreet? I find this often too. If they're not a major company, they just aren't bothered with with the reporting payment history. Right, and that's that's why working with uh, 
an operation or organization like ours is critical because you, you can't blindly uh, you know go and, and order business cards or order um, you know items from a vendor that's extending you a credit line you know t-shirts or marketing material for a business you can't do that and just blindly expect for them to report to uh, Dun & Bradstreet and Experian Business and Equifax Business. You have to be intentional about the process of building a business credit profile. So part of that process is understanding, you know, how to, quote-unquote, qualify vendors that are willing to work with startups and growth companies and qualify those vendors to make sure they are willing to um, report your payment experience to Dun & Bradstreet. And so it's not a process that just happens by happenstance. You have to be intentionally minded of targeting vendors and placing orders with vendors that are willing to work with you in a manner of reporting your payment history and your payment experience with those business credit reporting agencies that I've mentioned. And that's what we help our clients do. We help direct them to uh, the vendors that will be, be doing this accurate and timely reporting. So, you know, it's one thing if they say they're going to report, but if they don't get around to reporting it, you know, two, three, four months later, that's not going to help you with you know, an aggressive intention to build a business credit profile. So you have to know how to qualify those vendors. And, of course, you have to follow up and make sure that the reporting is accurate uh, on your Dunn's report. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Andre Johnson of Business Credit Approved, helping people get credit for their businesses. We'll be back after this. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world leading conversations with host cheryl esposito creates a place for that dialogue tune into the voice america business channel every friday as cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business government art economics and social change We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading Conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Everybody needs expert advice when they look to develop their personal brand. Join Rochelle McCrary for The Leader and the Muse. Rochelle and her guests will bring you practical tips and tools to help you build your brand in ways that propel you into greater personal and business success. For strategies, stories, and much more, tune in to the Voice America Business Channel every Friday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Leader and the Muse. And get ready to take your brand to the next level. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Andre Johnson of Business Credit Approved, helping people line up credit for their businesses. Welcome back to the show, Andre. Glad to still be here. Um, you say there are various key elements needed to establish business credit, and one of the first ones is business history. So just tell us what it is in a business history you need to establish to get good credit. Okay, well, you need to make sure, as I touched on earlier, that 
you have your your business first uh, incorporated uh, with the state that you're going to be operating the business in. You need to make sure that you have you know the documentation as far as the the resident agent and the the key personnel documented correctly uh, on the Secretary of State. There, you need to make sure also uh, that you know the years uh, of operation is is clearly defined. You know in that particular in that particular um, Secretary of State listing. And uh, these are these are some of the things that trip people up when they don't understand all these little details that need to be uh, accounted for. Because when you're sending in your application to, uh, you know, an underwriter, uh, if you don't have all these things in place, it, it may come back as just a denial. It may not come back with you were denied for this reason. Go he- go here and fix this, and then we'll take a look at your application again. It, do- it doesn't work that way, uh, because the you have to understand these um, creditors are sending out massive quantities of, you know, quote-unquote pre-approval promotional type of materials, and they're just doing a numbers game. They want a certain number of applications to come in so that they understand a certain minuscule percentage will meet all of their criteria, and they'll just move forward with the ones that meet their criteria. So you need to understand all these different details to make sure uh, that you meet all the criteria so you'll get approved, and that's what we help our, our clients do. So then you have to have the physical presence we talked about uh, on the uh, Dun Bradstreet rating. Another thing you say you need is sales projections. Uh, how could you make realistic sales projections that the underwriter will believe? You know, that, 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 that always is an area that you know, has uh, some greatness there because a lot of applications will just say sales. And so you, you may have, you know, being a startup, you may be a, already been in business for three years. You may have spent the first you know, year and a half, you know, doing research on your industry and, and really gearing up as far as, you know, capitalizing, you know, just some some things, you know, bootstrapping it along the way. And you may just be starting to uh, bring in sales. And so, you know, generating proper sales projections you know, is not, you know, a, a one-size-fit-all answer. You really need to, you know, have an assessment of, you know, what your business has done, uh, if any business thus far, if you are you know, at a point where you haven't done anything, it, you need to just basically, within reason, project out what you plan to do uh, in the first 12 months of solid operating um, business activities. And so that's where people sometimes cut themselves short in terms of putting either zero dollars, because these applications in many cases will be looking for sales projections, meaning a pro forma, you know, an outlook, 12 months. 24 months, 36 months into the future. So the applications, Jordan, they, they are worded differently on different applications. And so it requires, uh, you know, a, a coaching operation like ours to help the client to look at each application to make, you know, an accurate assessment of the projections for that particular application. They're certainly not asking you for your sales this month or your sales last year. They're, ask, they're looking for sales projections. And so on a application-to-application basis, you need to make sure that you answer appropriately and that you give your business the, the, uh, the, the accurate forecasting um, that you deserve for your business. Will an underwriter tend to discount it and you project 100,000 of sales and say, well, what if it's 60,000? I mean, will they think most people are over-optimistic? Well, and that depends as well. That's going to depend on the industry uh, that the business uh, is categorized in. So, 
All you can do as a business owner is to make sure that you project as accurately as possible based on that application. And, you know, if the underwriter discounts the projections, which they might do, uh, depending on the industry you're in, that's okay. Uh, but you have to start out somewhere. And so whatever the first approval is, uh, Jordan is the first approval. You know, it beats, it beats uh, a denial. And so once you get that approval, you then continue to build with additional approvals. And so with our program, the way we try to have our program um, move people along is to focus on approvals that are easier to get. It's easier to get an approval when it doesn't require a personal guarantee, when it doesn't require you to use your Social Security number and to, to underwrite the business credit line with an inquiry on your personal credit profile. So those those business credit lines are the no PG vendor credit type accounts that we help people to get starting out. And there's less, there's less uh, impact of the discounting of the sales projections on getting approved uh, for those credit lines. What the creditors will typically lean on heavily, Jordan, is the maximum credit reference, the highest credit reference that you have on your business credit profile. So we talked earlier in the first couple of segments about making sure as a startup that you have at least four to ten credit references that have shown that you have paid on time or as agreed with, you know, smaller orders, $50, $200, dollars type orders that demonstrate your business is credit worthy. Well, with that process, what I didn't get into earlier in the earlier segments is that you, you're going to scale that up. So as you go from your first order being $50, your next order maybe being 100 or 500 you're going to scale that up. And so as your business demonstrates, it can uh, pay back a higher uh, dollar amount, let's say $2,000 or $5,000, excuse me, $2,000 or $5,000. What will happen is, your credit approval for that first major card, they're going to look at that highest credit reference, that highest vendor credit reference, more heavily than they're going to look at your sales projections. So if you actually get your first approval at, let's say, Staples for $10,000 because they see that you pay back, you know, four to seven uh, vendors earlier on time, and one of those vendors you pay back was a $2,000 uh, extension of credit, then, you know, maybe an aggressive underwriter or aggressive underwriting entity may give you up to $10,000 for that, for that uh, first major uh, retail operation. And so that's how we go about building it, is starting with those accounts that are willing to take more of a risk with our clients. After you get the first approval, Jordan, then you go for the next one. And they begin to build and stack so that, you know, at least the sales projections, elements like that are less of a focus in terms of the underwriting process. And then when you go from the establishment of your full uh, range of no PG credit, getting up to, let's say, thirty to $100,000 in uh, one to two months, then you move on to the cash credit uh, for the three- to six-month timeline on your way to two hundred to $500,000 of business credit. When is it that you do need a personal guarantee? Is it a certain level of, of credit or a certain kind of bank? When, when is it that you have to make that personal uh, guarantee? Well, there are... There are some there's – a, there's, a, there's a differentiation in business credit um, basically in two categories. One, you have vendor credit or what's called store credit. And your vendor credit and store credit uh, is going to be typically credit that you can only use at a particular store. So Office Depot, Staples, 
Sam's Club, um, Home Depot, Lowe's, Sherman Williams. These are all stores that people and brands people readily identify. Okay, in most cases, you do not need to have a personal guarantee to get approved for those type of lines. Okay, then there is another type of business credit and business credit lines, and those are your cash credit lines, uh, your lines that are MasterCards, Visas, and Discovers, and Amexes. And those lines are underwritten by, you know, a core group of national banks, Bank of America, you know, Citibank, uh, those type of banks. And then you have regional banks, um, you know, regional banks like uh, M&T in the Mid-Atlantic area, PNC Bank, and uh, you have regional banks that will also extend these credit lines. And th- these regional banks typically want to lend to people in their region. So we help our clients to identify these regional banks in addition to the national banks. But to answer your question, typically you're going to have to provide a personal guarantee when you get to the cash lines uh, with those banks I just mentioned, the national banks and also the regional banks. Um, but fortunately, there, there are uh, ways and, and methods to actually leverage the, the store credit uh, and leverage and, and convert that into cash. And we help our clients through some of our advanced strategies to once they get approved for uh, the retail lines, to actually convert some of that into to cash as well uh, on a limited basis. So uh, when someone's starting out with credit challenges, you know, they have a foreclosure, a bankruptcy, uh, they have a low credit score or judgments against them. And let, let's be clear and honest here. Um, you know, there's it's been tough times for many small business owners across the country here in the last uh, four to five years. And sometimes a business owner may have a judgment against them because, you know, they just ran into a, a cash flow crunch and they couldn't make a payment on inventory that they purchased. Or uh, it, there's just a number of scenarios that would lead a good, honest, working business owner uh, that, that's a good American that can't, um, say that they have the best of credit on their personal side. But that shouldn't stop you, Jordan. That shouldn't stop the business owners from, from wanting to continue to grow and wanting to, to do better. And getting business credit that's underwritten in the name of their business, even if it's something that is going to require you know, some tweaking and, and, and some time to, to get it accomplished, it shouldn't stop them from desiring uh, to get approved for a business credit, uh, even if they have some personal challenges, like I mentioned. If you've got a good record as a uh, business credit and you've started off with personal guarantee and then it's going for a while, can you take the personal guarantee off so it's just on the business and not have to have that hang over you personally in the future? It's possible. Uh, it's possible. It, it, it's uh, more likely that uh, with some of those lines uh, that we talked about, the cash lines where you are required uh, to have a personal guarantee, and I didn't touch on this um, before, but there are – don't want people to get the wrong um, – understanding. There are cash lines where you do not have to have a personal guarantee. So we help our clients. Uh, there's, there's some banks that will issue you a cash line, a MasterCard, uh, for example, where you do not have to personally guarantee it. Uh, you just have to demonstrate uh, an, e- an even stronger, strengthened, uh, I should say, a strengthened uh, profile, you know, business credit profile to show you have, you know, even that many more um, payment references and, and uh, credit references before you get to that point where they will issue a, a uh, MasterCard, for example, without a personal guarantee. But to your question, yes, in some cases you may have to issue a personal guarantee, and then uh, down the road as you continue to, to strengthen your uh, Dun & Bradstreet file, your, your Experian and Equifax profiles on the business side, uh, you can go to the bank and try to get the personal guarantee removed. Uh, it may be a scenario where you might not get it removed from that particular card, 
but you may be at the point where you can get a similar card uh, from a different creditor without a personal guarantee, and then you just pay off the previous card that had the personal guarantee. So there are many strategies that can be implemented as you continue to strengthen your business credit profile uh, to where you can, you know, remove the personal guarantee or that liability with the personal guarantee. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. Uh, my guest this hour is Andre Johnson. He helps people get business credit. His website is businesscreditapproved.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Is your business model robust enough? In today's ever-changing business environment, people are working to transform themselves, their futures, and their business. Tune in to Business Reinvention with your host, Nancy Lynn. To stay ahead of the game in business, you have to constantly reinvent yourself and your organization. With Nancy's experience and that of her guest experts, you'll learn from stories of inspiration, innovation, and forward thinking. Listen for Business Reinvention, live every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. In sales, are you a lion or a vulture? Lions don't wait, they just go for it. Vultures hang around until the lions are finished and just pick up the scraps. How can you set yourself apart as a lion? Join the other aspiring sales lions and listen to Forget Patience, Let's Sell Something with host Ty Maynard. You'll learn the tips and strategies of top sales professionals. You'll gain more clients at a faster rate and at higher margins. If you're a sales professional, business owner, or executive, listen in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Andre Johnson. Uh, he is the founder of uh, Business Credit Approved. His website is businesscreditapproved.com. He helps businesses get credit. Nice to be back with you, Andre. Let's uh, close out the show. I just want to go quickly over some of the advantages of business credit that people might not uh, fully appreciate. Uh, one is you say you can become your own bank. What do you mean by that? Uh, this, is, this is the powerful aspect of business credit because it puts you in pole position uh, Jordan, to really control the growth of your company. If, if as a startup and people that are running their own business, or even if you're a sole proprietor, you certainly can identify with this. Yeah, most most business owners, Jordan, they start out with their business funding it with their own personal funds. I mean, funds that they you know have 
you know, put away in a 401k or funds that they had set aside for their their child's college tuition, you know, uh, for retirement money, et cetera. And it's actually the 100% wrong way to go about starting and growing a business. Number one, you know, a business, the reason why it has an EIN number and the reason why the government gives you an employer identification number is because the government actually recognizes that your business is separate from you who has a Social Security number. So when starting and growing a business, you want to make sure that your business funds your business and not you funding your business. And what do I mean by that? You want to make sure that your business gets extended the credit lines uh, and the gets a credit card so your business can then, you know, use that debt and those funds to actually pay for marketing, pay for advertising, meet payroll, etc. You don't want to be coming out of your savings and tapping into your child's college tuition uh, fund and, and your retirement fund to grow your business. Um, when I talk about business credit, when I speak to people and, and uh, talk on air uh, with folks like you, Jordan, and people don't draw the connection to what I'm about to say. Business credit, in your mind, should, should be equivalent to getting access to more cash. Because with business credit, you can take the business credit and you can draw cash advances and you can use the business credit for things like you know, expanding your marketing and your advertising. You can you know, take a cash advance to actually meet payroll. We, we have a, a number of clients, Jordan, that have seasonal and cyclical businesses where you know, they have a ton of money coming in from, let's say, September to uh, December uh, because of the fall season. But then they have you know, a dearth of funds coming in you know, just over the winter you know, from January through March. And so they have lulls in their operations where it's tough to meet payroll. And so business credit, for example, you can do a cash advance and you can meet, you know, your shortfall of five to $10,000 for those three months uh, using business credit. You actually draw a cash advance in those lines, pay your people, making sure you keep your employees of the most valuable resource we have in our businesses, keep them paid and, and happy going home. And then when business starts to cycle back in the spring, of course, you can pay those lines down or pay them off. And you're, you're still operating without the crunch that many business owners uh, have to go through tapping into their personal funds. So business credit can be used for any reason you deem fit for your business. It can be used to expand marketing and advertising, to cover payroll, if you're a real estate investor, to, to do a fix and flip. Uh, if, you're, if you are, let's say, a, a mom-and-pop you know, sandwich maker, you can use it to expand to a new location. So business credit can be used for any business purpose that you deem fit. But the key is to think of business credit as getting access to more cash, not being strapped and hamstrung to only your personal funds or only what your friends, family, and associates willing to invest with your business. Business credit empowers you to start and grow your business at a pace that meets your goals and objectives. You also said there's no limit to the number of transactions if you have correct business credit. Is that another of the big advantages? Oh, that's that's huge. Because let's let's say that you let's say that you get a second mortgage. Now, this is definitely the, the not the advisable way to go with funding your business. But we know in the 2000s when when people's houses and the equity in their houses turned into ATM machines. People were getting second mortgages, you know, on their houses and using those mortgages to fund their business. Well, when you let's say you got a hundred thousand dollars second mortgage on your house, you got that hundred thousand dollars. You used it, you know, to do whatever you needed in your business. Maybe you bought, you know, inventory at a, a steep discount, and then you paid that second mortgage off 
in six months after you didn't need any more, after your business operations, you know, generated enough profits to pay it off. Well, with that second mortgage paid off, it's gone. You know, you got the mortgage, you used it, and you paid it off. Now it's gone. With business credit, it's not like that. Business credit can be, you know, drawn down or drawn upon with a cash advance. You can pay it off, and the line is still there. The line, uh, in that manner, doesn't. It's not a a terminal line where you use it and pay it off, and then it's gone. So you can do multiple transactions, multiple cash advances. Uh, in many cases, the business credit lines are revolving, meaning that you can make minimum monthly payments um, as opposed to a non-revolving line, where which there are some, where you actually have to pay it off in, in a 30- or 60-day cycle. You also say you can save points on existing deals with uh, business credit compared to personal credit. What do you mean by that? I'm sorry, I missed the first part. Uh, that you can save points instead of paying exorbitantly high points and in interest rates or f- from banks or hard money lenders. You can do better uh, with credit lines, and that's a, that's a real estate application. Or in some cases, uh, it may apply to you know um, merchant cash advances, uh, where someone's going to be paying you know points on the amount of, of funding they get. And let, let me go with the real estate example. It's, it's easy; people can relate to it. So, if you were to get a hundred thousand um, dollar line from, let's say, a hard money lender or someone that that lends short terms. And at high rates, they may actually charge you uh, five points. Or so a point is a percentage. So uh, each one point is one percent. So uh, five points of hundred thousand dollars could be a five points or five thousand dollars in terms of fees that you would have to pay. So with the real estate analogy here, using business credit, if you have uh, the ability to draw, you know, uh, cash advances from your business credit, uh, you may you may have you know some cash advance fee. It may be you know two percent or three and a half percent, but you're definitely going to save some versus the five or six points that uh, you would have to pay, let's say, a hard money lender, for example. Very good. And we're about to come to the end here. Kind of sum up how it is possible for people to get business credit when they think in many cases it's really not that easy to do. Well, the, the, the best way to go about getting business credit, as I mentioned earlier in the program, is to not go about doing it on your own. There are too many pitfalls. There are too many uh, qualifications and check boxes that you have to have perfectly met in order to get business credit today. Banks are approving small business owners for business credit. They have to in order to stay in business. So the key is to make sure you meet the qualifications. So I would advise someone um, looking to get business credit, looking to get $30,000 in about 30 days, uh, up to $100,000 in 60 days, and $200,000 to $500,000. That's a half a million dollars of business credit in three to six months. I would recommend uh, someone to, you know, check us out. We'd be more than willing to just give you an educational overview of how to go about getting business credit, how to go about uh, starting the process if you're a startup or even someone with bad credit. So I recommend just uh, getting that free overview by going to businesscreditapproved.com. Mm-hmm. That is, I think, the best way to go about doing it, not navigating the landscape on your own where you're going to be uh, prone to fall into uh, pitfalls and landmines, but having someone you know, walk you through the process uh, that, that has followed a tried-and-true formula to get business credit for, for other people. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest has been Andre Johnson. Uh, his website is Business Credit Approved. You can see he's helped a lot of businesses get a lot of credit out there. Thanks for, so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Andre. Thank you, Jordan. And thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. 
Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.